podcasters. I'm your girl, Alexia Stefano, and today we have the wonderful Rayanne Boone coming on the podcast to have a conversation with me about her time playing Dawn on School Spirits and Skylar on College Girls and just how she feels um, just being an actress herself and her own personal story in the industry, her thoughts, her feelings, everything. We just have such a wonderful, fun conversation about the things that are so important to us as actors and her personal story. And of course, we need to make things extra fun. So we play a fun game with her. You guys have to wait to see what that is. But we also do a tarot card reading. She reads my cards. So you guys have such a fun, packed episode to look forward to. And here is my interview with Rayanne Boone. I watched one of your interviews where the interviewer said your name after or before every question. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. But that made me laugh so hard. It was cute. Yeah. But it was just like, Rayanne, Rayanne Boone, Rayanne Boone. Yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. I'm only going to say it the once and maybe at the end. Um, but bef- like... I want to know, because I don't really know anything about you. We know that you played Dawn in School Spirits and Skylar in College Girls. But how did you fall in love with storytelling? Yeah, I honestly is like a blessing and a curse that I, like as a little kid, wanted to be an actress. I always wanted to do that. And I grew up in Southern Alberta, so there was like no opportunities whatsoever to do that. And I always did like the community theater and Mm -hmm. stuff in high school and stuff. And I remember on my... 17th birthday I signed with an agent in Calgary oh wow and my mom god bless her would drive me two hours to go to auditions for like one line roles in Calgary and then drive me right back and that's kind of how I got my start but I always wanted to do it like yeah yeah I I always wanted to do it as well but I didn't actually start until I graduated high school because my mom wouldn't have been able to drive me to auditions Mm -hmm. And then she would have been pissed off if I wasn't getting anything. She's like, well, what am I doing wasting yeah. time? But the self-tapes at home does really help a it lot with that. Change the game for me, honestly, because I still do get so yeah. nervous for auditions. I've been doing this for so long and mm-hmm. I still freak out. So getting to do it like with my friends and at my own leisure, like really changed the game for me. I don't think I've ever booked anything in person I've only ever booked from self-tapes that's crazy I've only ever done self-tape auditions I don't even know what like in-person auditions are like I had two commercial callbacks and that was it Mm -hmm. and then I became I'm a union apprentice right now so now I can't even do Mm -hmm. commercial auditions or anything and the strike I mean this pay the writers Mm -hmm. let's get back on track but like it does take a toll on um mental health which speaking of now that you have been in such a I mean it's a really popular show school spirits and you played Dawn isn't necessarily one of the most um main characters but I think she has one of the most important storylines in the show and her storyline really progresses the entire story of the show um, so with more popularity, probably, for you uh, as Rayanne Boone, 
have you had any more like hate or just like mean comments or anything coming towards you and kind of how do you deal with that or are you a confident person already and confident in your work and all of that Mm -hmm. well honestly like they always say don't read the comments don't look at that stuff and I love it I read everything I love going and seeing what people are saying about the show and if I'm being honest I have not seen a hateful thing at all about the show and about Dawn like everyone loves Dawn so much and I was worried when I when I was first doing it because she is out there and she is definitely a character and I was like are people gonna think she's annoying Mm. so I was like I really just brought like my soul to Dawn and who I am and uh, people say like Dawn's really different than me but I really think me and Dawn are very similar Mm. um so yeah no I've I've been very fortunate that I've never seen anything bad about school spirits whatsoever I mean neither have I I also agree like Dawn is definitely kooky but Mm -hmm. she is like kooky in the best way (laughs) like she is the type of person that lots of people want to be and she's doing it she's not afraid to be herself (laughs) And she, I mean, it's hard not to love Dawn, especially, like, when she's sitting on top of the locker or eating a burger. Like, she's just, like, she's weird and I love it. I think we all are, but she just, yeah, she knows how to um, to do it. Okay, so you also auditioned for Rhonda. Mm-hmm. How was the experience auditioning for Rhonda versus Dawn? Like, how different was that? No, oh, like, literally completely different. Mm-hmm. And so I got the, the Rhonda audition first, and that was the first time I had heard about this show, School Spirits, coming mm-hmm. to Vancouver. And I was, like, reading about it, and all of us go, so we say we thought it was a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Because all of our scenes are so funny. Mm-hmm. The show's not a comedy. It's definitely not. Um, but I thought it was, like, this comedy show about these ghosts. And I remember thinking, I was like, I need to be on this show. Like, this show is so perfect for me and who I am as an artist and what I bring to my acting and I was just like it was like so weird because I do hundreds of auditions yeah you you totally get that and this was the only time in my life where I've been like I am meant to be on this show Mm -hmm. so I did my Rhonda audition and then a couple weeks later I got my Dawn audition and I was like looking at it and I was like this this calls for something really weird and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care. I was like going on a holiday mm. and I was like, had to like postpone my trip by a day so I could tape this. So yeah. I like got up at like 7 a.m. and I made my friend read oh, with wow. me and I was just like, let's just do it. And I was like, OK, we'll just send it in, whatever. And yeah. I went on my trip and kind of forgot about it. And then when I was on the trip, I found out I had a call back the day mm. I got back from the trip. Oh, wow. And then they added the second scene. So my first audition scene for Dawn was just that one scene from the pilot. So it was very simple, very short, and didn't really teach me what Dawn, what was to come for Dawn at Mm -hmm. all. And then for my callback, I did the scene where she's eating the burrito in episode seven. And still, it's still, she's just like kooky and fun and funny. And that's just what I brought to it. And that's what I thought she was going to be like going Mm -hmm. into the show. And then I remember I got episode seven and I just like, ugly cried and it just like hurt me so much like reading that for the first time um so that was yeah a little bit of like what the process was like but it was very fast like from I was gonna say because I auditioned for Dawn oh my god (laughs) I I auditioned for every female character Mm -hmm. except for Maddie obviously Mm -hmm. Peyton was already casted Mm -hmm. and that it she was the only one in the breakdown Mm -hmm. I mean you saw it it was like cast painless and that was it Mm -hmm. you didn't know anyone else um so it's funny because 
I did the audition here. It used to be, my setup used to be right here, but mm. I switched it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just remembering me doing the audition. I was sitting down because I chose to sit. And like the, um, the, the end of the school was like the window for mm-hmm. me. Right here. And so when I was looking and saying like, oh, you can't cross, whatever, like that's where it was for me. Mm-hmm. And then like now you're here. So it's just <laughs> like a full circle moment. But the, but you, I only watched the show because I auditioned for it and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, let's, you know, it sounded really good when I was auditioning Mm -hmm. for it. Let's check it out. And then you came on, on the camera and it was one of those like, oh, that's what they wanted. (laughs) Obviously. I, I took it too seriously. I, I don't. I tried to do the kooky, but I think I did it. I did it really bad. I can't even find the audition. It's gone. But uh, yeah, as soon as I saw you, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Even with Rhonda, like everyone, mm-hmm. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. 100% would never have got that because that is what they were looking mm-hmm. for. It was so good. I loved your performance the whole way through. Oh, I mean, it's such a good show. If you guys haven't watched it, definitely. It if you're not watching School Spirits, you're weird. That's what I say. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and let's talk about that um, mm-hmm. episode seven because it all, it was very emotional. I mean, even I don't cry, but I cry oh. while watching that. Um, the Obviously, the seance was really emotional for Dawn, Mm -hmm. but the scene that got me the most was um, the scene between Dawn and Maddie, Mm -hmm. where she's about to cross over, and I was wondering, like, did you and Peyton do any rehearsing or talk about that scene? Uh, Because it was so emotional. I wonder if you guys had any, like, prep work for it or if you were just like, okay, let's do it. Well, me and and Peyton really, like, loved the Maddie-Dawn friendship. And there was a lot of, a couple scenes that did get cut out of the final edit that showed more of their friendship growing. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, this really cute scene I wish people could see out of Dawn, like, chasing Maddie down the hallway and asking her all these questions about, like, social media and making friends. Oh, that's so cute. And so we really... We, I feel like we grew the friendship a lot more than was seen on the show. Mm. And me and Peyton are just like, we really just connected as friends too, just yeah. as actors. And we did not rehearse that scene at all before we shot. It was the last thing I shot oh, wow. of that episode. So we kind of chronologically did it. So we did the seance and I did the flashback and then we did that. And I remember it was the last scene of the day. Mm-hmm. We we're pushing 14 hours. Everyone wanted to go home and we did it in one take. Mm. And I was like, I could not believe oh, wow. that I did that in one take. And we weren't looking at each other. So um, on School Spirits, a lot of the time we looked at like a green eyeball okay. on the side of the camera okay. instead yeah. of the other actor. And then the other person would be like standing kind of far away. So you mm. wouldn't accidentally look at them. Okay. But the line where Maddie says, like, you're a good friend. Mm-hmm. That was an improvisation that we added. Oh, wow. Because we felt like there just needed to be something else yeah. there and we said to Nate and he was on set that day we're like can can we say that and he mm-hmm. said yeah and that was just I think such a a beautiful truthful moment yeah. that we found that was yeah not in the script originally and um so I I mean my interpretation was that uh Peyton's kind of apology on for her own behavior but also the behavior of the girls who were bullying you when you or Dawn when she was alive was kind of what gave Dawn like permission in a sense to like free herself and that's what um 
you know, let her kind of go into the afterlife? Do you, did you kind of pick up on that as well? Yeah, like, the thing about Dawn is she spent the last 50 years trapped in that high school and feeling those feelings for so long. And all the other ghosts never took her seriously and never saw her as anything other than this spacey hippie and they thought, you know, she died from acid. Like, no one took the time to get to know Dawn Mm -hmm. like Maddie did. And it just, it really healed healed this trauma that that dawn had and she was finally able to let go and it just like i remember we were yeah like filming that last shot where she's smiling and crying Mm -hmm. at the same time and that that's exactly what it is is she's like she's sad to say goodbye to maddie Mm -hmm. but she's so happy to finally get this release that she's been needing for 50 years that's so long to be trapped in high school Mm -hmm. yeah and um and that is really like the defining moment I think in the show where th- things started to shift because of Dawn truly passing over and everyone kind of getting that like shiver in their body. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first moment, at least for me, that I really started to doubt. Uh, what's his name, Mister? Mister Martin. Mr. Yeah. Martin. Yeah. I was like, hold on, wait a second, because since it's like someone or else someone else already passed over why is this a new feeling for everyone and I was like oh hold on and because Don had that moment I think a it helped the audience kind of be a little more like detectives because we're detectives the entire show there was not one minute of the show where I was not being a detective I had to solve the crime and I was very shocked at the end um I was disappointed because I was wrong so many times. Me too. Me <laughs> too. Like, damn it. But then it was just, they chose the perfect way to go for the story because I was also like, how is this going to lead into a season two? Once we figure out the murder, where do we go from here? No, they, they were 10 <laughs> steps ahead of that question. Um, so when did you get episode seven? Because did were you playing the first kind of six episodes not knowing so did you create um a story for Dawn what you felt happened to her then before you knew yeah well it's so interesting we we block shot it so we did two episodes at a time and none of us knew what was going to happen in the next episodes like the writers Mm -hmm. kept it really secret I remember they said to Peyton if she wanted to know they would tell her and she said she didn't want to know so none of us knew we all had theories of like what had happened I remember being like it's Xavier it's Xavier for so long and I was so wrong about that and then um I remember Oliver, the showrunner, said to me on my hair test, because they wanted to to change my hair, um, he said to me, make it look like she got electrocuted. Mm. And I was like, la, 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 like did not clue in at all to that comment. Yeah. And then I kept saying to like the ADs, I was like, what happened to Dawn? Because they're like, we know what happened to Dawn. I was like, what happened? What happened? And no one would tell me. And then I got the episode and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I knew this whole time. Yeah, you knew. So you didn't create like your own kind of version of what happened to her just like for yourself? I kind of thought like at the very, very beginning, like I really did kind of think that the acid hippie cult vibe kind of was true like I definitely was like oh I could see her like and me and the the costume designer Beverly talked about this like falling into the wrong crowd and Mm -hmm. then getting involved in some kind of like cult thing she's very like woo woo and so I kind of like thought of that but I never really dug too deep I was really excited to see 
what that they they had chosen for her and they always said to me you'll find out you'll find out how she died and it was like heart chattering the I way think it, it was honestly like the best way because if it was just acid it wouldn't have been as emotional mm-hmm. um as it was but okay two things i want to ask from what you just said one if the writers and producers also came up to you like they did to Peyton and said do you want to know would you have said yes uh no i don't think so no. If, if no one else knew i didn't want to be like the one to know mm-hmm. But if everyone else like knew, maybe I'd be like, yeah, tell me. Was it a game on set? Were you all like, okay, who do you think it is? Like from this episode's clues. Like I can just see you guys sitting in a circle like the seance, just like trying to be a detective with your script. Definitely a Milo was like the most intense about it. He had in his like apartment, like a big wall. Oh my God. Like trying to figure out all the clues. Like he was really into it. I thought it was this there was I didn't think that Simon did it purposefully but I felt like there was something with Simon me too and that was that was wrong I thought he was too friendly Mm. the whole time I was like I don't know about you Mm -hmm. but I was very wrong Mm -hmm. very wrong Mm -hmm. um okay I I feel like your answer is no but I'm gonna ask anyways did you ever question, because I'm assuming from the breakdown, I can't remember all of it, but I feel like they gave us the answer, but did you ever consider playing Dawn as like the age she would have been if she was still alive or if it was always crystal clear that she was, you she, you were playing her as the age she died at? Yeah, so in the breakdown it said she was 15 and that's something I really struggled with, you know, being 10 years older than that. Um, and I was like, so I had like no makeup on my face like my hair was natural like I really really played it down big time um but at the end it didn't really matter like we're all kind of nondescriptly high school age and I think the age of Dawn being 15 what really mattered in that wasn't the age it was the energy and I really saw Dawn and Maddie is like Maddie's like the big sister and Dawn's the little sister so playing like more of just like a naivety with it instead of just just age wise I think that was what they they wanted without being able to like articulate it Mm -hmm. so just being like oh 15 is just like a young a young naive energy yeah I love that do you think going kind of back to the bullying do you think that Dawn kept to herself more because she was afraid of getting bullied again in the afterlife or do you think it was because do you think Dawn was suspicious at all of anything because she did keep to herself and I I feel like she knew something Mm -hmm. I fully believe that she knew something was very sus about Mr. Martin and we have to remember like when everyone died like Rhonda and Dawn were the are the oldest ghosts Mm -hmm. so they saw everyone else arrive yeah so I feel like Dawn knows a lot more than she let on and no one just like took the opportunity to try to see what she knows yeah and Dawn, I think, really protected herself. I don't know if it was consciously or more subconsciously mm-hmm. from getting hurt again by friends. And she just never really connected with other ghosts. And I remember in the seance, there's like the part where she, Wally says like, oh, when are we going to get to Maddie? And she like shoots her eyes open and yes. stares at him. And me and Milo had decided on the day that there was like some history there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we've, we've been living here together for so long. There's got to be some other stories hidden in this so that's what we decided in that little moment 
whether or not you know the writers would would build on that or not but there is so much intertwined history especially with Dawn and Rhonda being the oldest and I think both of their personalities are really telling too what it's like being stuck there for so long that Dawn's like spacey and in her own world and then Rhonda's really jaded Mm -hmm. from being there so long if you could switch characters just for a single scene what character and what scene would you pick oh that's such a good one Mm -hmm. I would love to be Simon yeah I like Christian knocked it out of the frickin park Mm -hmm. with his portrayal of Simon beyond my wildest dreams reading the script and I just love how he brought platonic love to the show and how you can really love someone in a platonic friendship way and I would love to do that scene I think it's in the theater where at the in episode eight where he's like you're not real I I I can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. oh that would just be so much fun okay so me and and my uh, one of my best friends my actor friends we both watched the whole series (laughs) And um, when I told her you were coming on, we got into a long conversation about the show. And her interpretation of the show versus my interpretation of the show were like we watched two different mm. shows. And that scene was one of them that we got into an argument about. And I was I ended up being wrong. Because I was like, no, like he's mad at her because he thinks that she's fucking with him. Like he thinks that that's her the real her that was in the car. And she's like, no, Alexia, he's mad at himself because he thinks he's delusional. And so we had to watch it back. And I was like, how did I get where I was at? Because that's totally the right, she was right. And we had that with a bunch of scenes. Um, And this is the stupidest argument we've ever had, but it's about the door in the the breaker room or wherever Mm -hmm. in the last episode. She's like, I just don't understand how they're locked mm. in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what do you mean? It's They're locked. Like, it's a lock on the door. They're locked. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, but what? how did Maddie not get in if it's locked on one side? I'm like, because there's a key. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask Ryan and see if yeah. she has any answers. Do you know anything about the door? I think my answer without saying too much is I think there's a lot more magic and mystery going on then i think we know okay because i I said maybe they'll answer it in season two and she's like i don't think they're gonna bring up the door in season two she goes i think we're just reading into things i was Mm -hmm. like we'll just have to see Mm -hmm. yeah i think we'll just have to see i think mr martin's yeah got some some sketchy stuff going on with him well there we go that's an answer i can live with (laughs) (laughs) um okay uh so kind of teeter-tottering between school spirits now and uh college girls what was it like going from Skylar to Dawn because they're both they're both like you know outgoing in their own ways but they're also very different human beings so what was like your process for the both of them and how did that all play out for you yeah I mean I feel like Skylar was so long ago like I booked that role in 2020 And then it came out in 2022, 2023. Yeah, 2022. So, you know, two years Mm -hmm. since start to finish with Skylar. And I think they're both kind of kooky in their own ways. And I feel like that's just something I just naturally bring to to the work. And I think it lives in every character I play. This like little bit of like a neurotic, Mm -hmm. fun energy. And 
I just like I really love Skylar because she's like a little homage to myself in high school and like being wanting to like go to theater school and be an actor and and being in love with all these boys and 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 stuff like that and I feel so fortunate to get to do a project like that because you know it's like lower stakes than a network show and I really got to learn how to film five days a week how to break down six episodes and find an arc and then shoot them not chronologically and and really like this technique to on set work that you can't learn in an acting class Mm -hmm. so I really was very fortunate to get to like learn a lot about my process doing college girls was um school spirits your first network show then I did like I've done like some day players on some other stuff but school spirits was definitely like my biggest part that I've ever booked yeah that's so exciting (laughs) okay so with the door answer Mm -hmm. you brought up Mr. Martin a little bit Mm -hmm. and like how we're gonna learn a lot about him probably (laughs) what do you think he's doing with everyone's information See, I don't know. I don't know. They don't like let me in on all the, the yeah, tea of the writers' like your room. Own, like, theories. Yeah. Do you have any theories of the show? I do have some. I just don't know if I can say them because I can't remember. Because I remember some stuff in the table read, and I'm like, did this happen in the show or did this get cut out? So I'm like trying not to like leak anything. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, all I can say is I think Mr. Martin's really sketchy, and I f- hopefully. You know, we get to bring Dawn back to learn a little bit more of what she knows. Deep down. I see a lot of room for mm-hmm. Dawn to come back. Just because she's crossed over doesn't mean mm-hmm. she's gone. Mm-hmm. Writers. That's what I always say. I was like, we're ghosts. Like, nothing. Yeah. There's no rules. <laughs> You're ghosts. Like, what the heck do you mean she's gone? She, you didn't die. Or Dawn didn't die. I died twice in an episode and still got brought back. So. Exactly. So it's got to happen. Yeah. Okay, let's do some rapid fire, shall we? Okay. I love okay. rapid fire okay. questions. On School Spirits theme, if you were stuck in any outfit when you die, what outfit would you want to be stuck in? Oh, I definitely feel like just like a nice pair of jeans mm-hmm. and a cute top, kind of like what I'm wearing right now. I feel like that is just universal. Like I feel bad for Wally, you know, being in his gym strip, you know, forever. I feel like he likes it though. He's yeah. such a gym bro. He's like the kindest kind of gym yeah. bro though. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> He's maybe one of my favorite characters. I think everyone loves Wally, you know, everyone's got a little crush on Wally. Okay, I have a question <laughs> for you. Um, do you see, or who do you shit more, Mm. Maddie and Wally or Maddie and Simon? I definitely see Maddie and Simon as like platonic best friends. So I definitely ship her romantically with Wally. Thank you so much for saying (laughs) that because me too. And my friend said that she's like, no, no, no. She and Simon, they're going to get together. And maybe they will, but they're just besties Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And here's a college girl, uh, girl's question well stolen from the show mm-hmm. your line actually if you could be stuck at any age which would it be oh if i could be stuck at any age i think probably like 19 mm-hmm. i feel like i just was just so carefree at 19 Are i was you? just like having i was just having fun i'd like just moved to vancouver and i was just starting in acting and nothing was wrong um side note because i forgot to ask this mm-hmm. earlier did you have any say in what Dawn's outfit was? Yeah, definitely. Like me and Beverly tried on a lot of different outfits um, for my fitting. And 
we really kind of like felt like what was the best one and I think the one she wears it was the first thing I tried on and I, I really I really liked the like the monochromatic red look to her and she's so colorful compared to everyone else and I think that's really telling of, of her personality yeah. um, but we tried on lots of different stuff like we tried on like different totally different vibes for her and we kind of talked through like what we thought she was going to be like and the hair hadn't been decided yet either so I feel like that the hair is so good really like brought it to like this is who dawn is i love that hair mm-hmm. on you by the way it looks so good um did you feel uh that putting on the same outfit every day helped you get into dawn better than maybe like the more versatile i mean usually you put on different outfits mm-hmm. for every day did you feel like you got into character better with that yeah like it's like she's in this all vintage 70s outfit so i felt like yeah i'm like transported back into the 70s and yeah i just like i i I love that outfit they decided for me is that your favorite outfit of all the outfits on the show i think so (laughs) yeah i think so i think it is for me too i mean i did love the prom dresses Mm -hmm. but yeah if you guys were in that the whole time it would kind of distract mm-hmm. and I don't think that would be comfortable yeah I'm mad that no one invited Dawn to prom just what saying I think she right. would have had a cute prom dress but no one invited her so that's right did not you, go. Dawn didn't go she didn't go oh no I forgot um what was your favorite school spirits twist definitely um spoiler alert if you haven't yeah. seen the show and it's been a while since you should <laughs> Um, when when Janet stole Maddie's body because like I did not see that coming at all and I literally say I literally say oh when you get hypnotized your body becomes an empty shell another spirit can walk in and stay there I literally say that and I have known that line since the very beginning because it was in my callback scene and I just never clued in so when I got the script and I read it I was like oh my god and I was like wait I I knew this so it was definitely a huge shock for me well I think because I didn't read it, but I watched it, right? Mm-hmm. And so the whole the whole sequence of watching, you know, that, that end shot, I was like, what's happening? What's happening? What's going on? What the heck? I'm confused. And then once we saw Janet take over the body, it was like, oh, it was like such mm-hmm. an oh moment. Like, wait, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> that made so much sense. And because you were kind of confused because um, I was like, okay, wait, what do you, there's no killer. How is there no killer? She's dead. Mm-hmm. I was so confused, but that made so much sense. It's just so genius. Writers were so genius. And I love, I wonder too, because um, I like to write as well. I wonder if they start with the end in mind and kind of work backwards or if they work forwards and get to the end and then kind of migrate back and add in the clues. I think they really did have the ending in mind because I remember like Nate and Megan said like, oh, this last episode, like Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of payoffs from things we've mentioned at the very beginning, right? And little Easter eggs that we've we've had trickle in and they all had a payoff at the end of, and that doesn't happen on every show. No, it does not. It was nice to have like payoffs for all these little little secrets yeah because it does suck when it is a twist you weren't expecting and nothing led up to it mm-hmm. but because so many there were so many clues no one could be mad at that twist mm-hmm. because we could have all seen it coming mm-hmm. but i haven't talked to one person who saw it coming like truly i don't know you didn't see it coming right i didn't and i was literally in it 
It was so good. So I assume then they had all the episodes ready when you started filming. They weren't writing as you guys. I think they tweaked it definitely as, as they go. And the thing that's so interesting about like doing a series is like, they start to kind of write with you in mind. Like they write this character as like this concept. And then once they know who's playing the character, like I really feel like they they wrote stuff that Dawn said that like I would have said. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they're writing it with her voice in their head. And I think that's so, so cool to it do is. on a series and to play a character like long term. Did you watch... Um, well, Jesse or anything with Peyton Liss growing up or whatever. Yeah, I definitely watched Jesse like being, you know, like a 12 year old yeah, and course. watching watching that show. So I knew who she was like going into the show. And she is just I like rave about her all the time. But she is just such an amazing person. And she just set the tone for the show to be so amazing on screen and behind she was on my favorite podcast which sadly is done called dare we say um and she was talking about how hard it is you know going from a disney star into like you know like more serious work and i i i think this was like the best show for her she's such a good actress the whole time i was watching i was taking notes Mm -hmm. because she just does such subtle work sometimes or it's you wouldn't even notice it unless you're really paying attention to her acting. Just, yeah, she's amazing. But um, how was it kind of for you personally going from like, wait, I've seen you on TV and now you're my scene partner. Mm-hmm. Was that weird for you or you're like, nah, I'm good. No, I, I don't think it actually was weird because like, you know, I, ha- I have like a an idea of who she is, but getting to actually like know who she is is is, is very different. And I learned so much working with her too. Like I was always like seeing what she does, and sh- we shot like fourteen pages a day. Like we were shooting huge volume, and she was in every single scene. And watching mm-hmm. her be able to do such high volume of work well all the time was like so like I was like how do you do this all of us even the regulars were saying that like she she worked really hard on the show that's amazing I only asked that question because I um was just well the movie I was on I didn't know until um I was at my fitting but uh a character from my favorite show ever called the hundred was also in the in the movie I just asked you about Peyton because like I had that weird moment for myself where where I was like, okay, I saw you on a TV, you're talking to me, (laughs) and now there's a camera on us. It was just really weird, but I I loved it. What's your favorite song and artist? I love Childish Gambino so much. I am like the biggest Gambino fan ever. Like I am just so obsessed with him Mm -hmm. in his music, in his acting, in his directing, writing. Like I am his biggest fan probably of all time and if I had the opportunity to meet him I would say no because don't meet your heroes I don't want to meet him ever I would not know how to act I would just like I would be a mess so I do love him so much and favorite song um I think my favorite Childish Gambino song is Retro which is a song from like one of his EPs um but they're all good. There are no skips. No skips. I love a no skip artist. <laughs> right now I'm on the Sabrina Carpenter bed. Mm. I went to her concert and then I was like, wait, her music's good. And then I listened. So that's where I'm at right mm-hmm. now. Um, your proudest moment for yourself. I think my proudest moment was on School Spirits in that in that last 
scene just doing it like I had mentioned before like under pressure and in one take and looking at an eyeball sticker and being able to just deliver under such a high pressure because I also was putting a lot of pressure on myself to deliver too because I really wanted to do Dawn's story justice at the end there and I'm really really proud of myself for being able to do it and I think all the hard work I've put in for the last you know, 10 years of my career has led up to being able to deliver in that moment. And I always look back on it and I'm always like, oh, Dawn, my heart. I'm so, so proud of, so proud of it. You should be. You did amazing. And um, and I keep forgetting to ask you questions, so I'm just going to like interrupt myself as I, as we go on. But where were you like ex- the exact moment? Because you said you were on a trip. Mm-hmm. But like the exact moment, no, we, that's when you got the call back. The call back, yeah. Where were you when you found out you actually booked Don? Mm-hmm. So I was serving. I had like a serving job and they, I got in trouble all the time on this serving job. Oh. And they would like write me up all the time for being like in my own world and spacey, which I think is really ironic it now. It sure is. Um, and I was like doing that and I was really just like not happy with where my life was at. And I had, and then I did the call back and Honestly, I, I kind of knew from from that callback, and I did it on Zoom with with Nate and Megan and Max and Oliver. So all the EPs were on the call, and after that callback, I turned off the Zoom. And my my girlfriend Morgana, who was reading with me, said like, "I can't believe I'm here the day your life changed." Aww, that's oh, so it sweet. makes me emotional that's talking about it. Um, so I knew, and I was on hold for about a week after that. But I kind of just knew in my soul like it was going to be mine, and then mm-hmm. I was just like sitting in my car I was talking to my mom on the phone and I get a call from from my agent at the time and I and she was like hey I'm drunk at a concert right now I just wanted to tell you I just got the offer in we'll deal with the negotiations tomorrow but I just wanted to tell you that you got it yeah that is so that's so sweet (laughs) that literally got me emotional too that's I love when I I I love I love I love that. Mm-hmm. It's just like so unexpected. Mm-hmm. I mean, or expected. But I mean, the audition was unexpected. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 Did not think I was going to get it at all. Like, I, it was you never not a do. thought. Mm-hmm. You almost never do. I don't think I've ever gotten an audition. It was like, oh, 100% mine before mm-hmm. auditioning. Mm-hmm. But the shitty thing about auditioning is like, we don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. We can give them a version of what they want. And some casting directors are crystal clear on what they want to see. Mm-hmm. And others just give you the script. Mm-hmm. So you you just never know. And even when they are crystal clear, you're like, okay. But then you're just going to get the same take from everyone. Mm-hmm. So you still want to mm-hmm. kind of put your own twist on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, it's a gamble every audition. But mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you like had that feeling and I hope that I have that feeling soon too. You will. It's like, honestly, I really believe it's just like an energy thing. Like when you bring yourself to every part, like there will be one that sticks. And yeah. they're, they say they know what they're looking for, but I honestly never believe that they do until they see the person. Mm-hmm. And it's all energy. Yeah. I fully believe that. So just as you, you just got to keep going and then they'll just be the one where you're like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There was even another audition where I was shortlisted for, and I did it. And then I sent it in, and I kind of reread the breakdown because you know sometimes you just you're just sometimes life is busy, and you when you get a lot of auditions, you just don't give all of them the same attention. I try to, but hey, it happens. <laughs> I wasn't proud of it, and I didn't really read the breakdown, so I went back after I sent it, and I was like, oh shit, they wanted a mean girl, and I was really nice. 
But I got shortlisted because I think they took it as passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure nobody else did, did that. that. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of my first aha moment because I've only been auditioning for a year now. Mm-hmm. I graduated a year <laughs> ago from college. And and so I, um, I'm pretty new to this. And I so that was my like learning moment where I was, oh, you need to stand out. Auditioning is hard, everyone. It's the hardest part of the job, and I have to say. <laughs> not paid. Yeah. It's fine. I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. A question you were, you wished you were asked more. I don't know. I feel like people always ask me really good questions, to be honest. Hey, like, that's great. I, I don't really... I'm like an open book. I feel like I just like say things how they are all the time. And me too. Yeah, I don't really have any secrets or with things I wish I, you know got asked or talked about yeah no I feel like people always ask me good questions that's good I hate being asked um what's something that nobody knows about you and I'm like "Mm, everyone knows everything about me what's a book that you wished uh or you wish could be turned into a tv show or movie oh you know what I actually don't really read a lot of like fiction books like I love reading like self-help books and I love reading books on acting and stuff like that but I'm really not like a big book reader I would love to do like a remake of something I feel like like or like a live action of a cartoon Mm -hmm. like that's something I would love to do in my career Mm -hmm. like whether it's like a Disney or something like a live action bringing an animated character to life I think would be really cool that's really cool if you could move to any planet which would you pick planet probably venus i'm a libra and i love love and i love you know aphrodite and being beautiful and falling in love yeah yeah fair enough Mm -hmm. i'm moving to pluto because it's tiny that's literally it would you live there alone or would you have people with you i don't know um do you have a dying wish i know that's like so weird of me to ask but it, it relates to your question my dying wish would to keep acting for the rest of my life. Okay. So my dying wish is to go to space. <laughs> like alone for a year. Oh my God. So I think I think I would, with my dog. Mm-hmm. But she also has to be like at the same level of we're about to die. Like I would never, I would never sacrifice any of my future dogs for this. But if we're both old and going to expire, she's, she or he would come with me mm-hmm. of all the sequences at the end of every episode mm-hmm. uh like kind of in between the credits what's mm-hmm. your favorite i have to like remember them because we filmed them all on one day so oh, i can't remember you? which one goes with which episode okay. i do remember the one where i'm eating the gummy worms and i'm like watching an ad on on the phone and i ate those gummy worms and we did so many takes i remember i was like so sick after eating those gummy worms that's the only one i really remember at this point so i think that that will be my favorite because it stuck with me (laughs) i like it my favorite is episode two i think it's the spaghetti like spices one where um maddie goes into emily's bed and it's like do we have any spices and emily's like why she's like i want to make spaghetti and then uh skylar comes in she's like "Ooh, spaghetti sounds good and then you guys were talking about this one spice that i can't remember but will there be a college girl season two 
There will not be. Unfortunately, I'm a union member now, so I cannot work on College Girls anymore. If they did uh, a season two, it would have to be with different actors. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Clickbait. I guest starred on Clickbait. That was my last yap that I ever did. I saw that. You were Skylar on Clickbait. I was Skylar on Clickbait. It was like a crossover episode. Yeah. Yeah, That was fun, too. Um, Okay. Yeah. Union sometimes. (laughs) What can we say? But it was such a good show. Do you have any, do you know what was going to happen if there was a season two? Not really, no. I always said I wanted, I was always telling Rob, the the writer director, I always said like, I want Skylar to get a boyfriend. Could she have a boyfriend? He always said no. That's what he always said to me. She just wanted one. <laughs> I just, she wanted a boyfriend so bad. I want a boyfriend. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> Me too. Because yeah. the one guy she was like briefly interested in was gay. Yes, yep. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't watched it, it's free on YouTube. College Girls, mm-hmm. so funny. I wanted to show my cousins because they slept over last night, uh, but we ended up watching The Maze Runner. I think my girl cousin would have liked it. Mm-hmm. I think my ten year old boy cousin would have been Maybe like, not, "Yeah, I don't want to watch this." It's definitely like a girl girl show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. I it's so good. Um, so you also produce. Mm-hmm. What is it like creatively for you to produce first act? I really like found a love for producing last year um, just because I really was hungry for some kind of control Mm. in my career. And I was so tired of people not giving me opportunities. So I was like, fine, I'll do it myself then. And I'm really, really fortunate that my best friend Morgana and and her partner at the time were producing a film, um, a feature film. And I asked them, I was like, can you, can, I, can you give me a job producing? And they were like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh my nice. God. So I was like thrown into the deep end. We lived in Prince Rupert for like four months and we filmed this feature film. And it was so challenging and so hard. And I learned everything you could ever learn about producing oh, wow. on this movie. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And then from there, I joined the Women in Film mm-hmm. in TV Vancouver. And I learned more producing how to produce for television instead because they're very different. And then I started creating my own projects and I have a, a television series and a feature film that I'm, I'm working on getting the funding for and making with me attached as a lead. And I'm, I feel like I can relax in my acting career now because I'm like, I have a job. Mm. I am going to be the lead of a film and I am going to be a series reg. Like I have that and it's up for me to make it now. And it just gave me so much comfort in, in that. And in my producing, like, I facilitate the writing of these scripts. I don't write I don't write them myself. I don't have writing skills. I believe that there's some other writers that would do a way better job than I could ever. So I'm I... a really good writer. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Um, but yes, yeah, so I like facilitate the making of the scripts per my vision. And so I do have like creative control over the stuff and then I own the IP and now it's my job to to sell them. And I've had some some interest on on the series and I'd love to, yeah, get it made and, and act in it. And then I, once it's financed, I'm like, I just want to act. I just want to step back and I've done my job and other producers and directors and stuff can then take it wherever they want to go with it. I think too, with people who aren't in our industry and are kind of just like looking in on us actors or produce anyone in the industry, really, it's, I think sometimes it doesn't make sense to people because they're like, you're doing so much free work. Mm -hmm or you're not guaranteed anything, or why would you want to do something that is not stable? Mm-hmm. And something that I think they don't understand is when you're so passionate about something and you don't see a life where you're not doing it, like 
there is no other option because the other option is just misery. You just have to take the risks and do the things and, and take control. And that will also make us better actors, I think, in my opinion, mm -hmm. too. So good for you for doing that and, you know, actually knowing how to go about it. It wasn't until I started, like, believing in myself and doing my own work and being like, no, I'm deserving of, of my dreams. That's when I booked School Spirits. I did not book School Spirits till I started producing. And I feel like there's such a correlation with that energy. Mm -hmm. Well, because did you feel like you became more confident as a performer when you started to produce your own work or were you already a confident actress? I, I've, I've always been a confident actress and it just was like, yeah, like I don't need this job. Yeah, okay. I don't need someone else to validate my work. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it came down to. That's yeah. so good. I'm still working on that. It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. It's just hit or miss. Yeah. Every day it's different. Mm -hmm. It's not guaranteed. And that's what I'm kind of, you know, struggling with is more consistent confidence in the right places. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like the biggest thing I learned was people see you different than you see yourself. And I remember I did my audition for, for College Girls and I cried. I was so upset because I thought it was so not funny mm. and so not good. And I was the only actor on the show that got booked without doing a callback. Oh, wow. They just booked me right away. And That's so amazing. And I thought it sucked. I thought I was so, I was like crying. I was so upset about it. So it's like people see you differently than you see yourself. And mm. most of the time you're doing good work and you don't even realize it. Yeah, with the one that I booked, uh, that's the only thing I booked. Again, it's only been a year. Oh, yeah, you're you're doing just fine. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I also I didn't I didn't even want to do it. I was too lazy. I was cuddled on my couch. And I was like, I don't want to do it. But I forced myself to come down. I did it. I was not proud of it. You send it in anyway. And then same thing. I got a call from my agent. They're like, you're shortlisted. And then, um, hi Luna. <laughs> And then, like, two weeks later, she's like, you booked it. And mm -hmm. I also didn't do a callback, but I don't think they were doing callbacks. Mm -hmm. I feel like for film, they maybe don't do callbacks as often. It really depends. Honestly, School Spirits is the only callback I've ever done, ever okay. in my career. So <laughs> I've only I'm... ever just booked it right off tape. Because I've only done the two commercial callbacks. I've never mm -hmm. done any other mm -hmm. type of callback. Yeah, I feel like it's really, it's so circumstantial. Like, I had a, I had a boyfriend... Um, a couple years ago and he booked a series rag off of one tape he had no callback and it was series rag and they're going into season two right now and like literally they if they want you they want you it's what a end. dream yeah that's so good well that'll happen to both of us <laughs> I think the dream is to be a series regular yes right? yes that is like I'm so hungry for it I say yeah. to my agent all the time like I want a series rag so bad I mean I'll take I'll take anything, mm -hmm. but to get a series regular mm -hmm. would be one of the proudest moments of my life. Yeah. Okay, so you did Run and Gun this mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. I'm so, I did it last year, <laughs> and I missed the submission mark for this year. Oh. <laughs> so annoyed. How was, how was it? What did you guys kind of do? What were the secret elements? Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I did the Run and Gun last year too, and it was my first time, and I had so much fun. So I was like, oh, I'll do it again this year. Um, so I joined a Bad Bunch Productions team. I just like put myself on the... Oh, no, on the, the actor watcher. database and they and they reached out to me and um the secret element was like a key and a landmark and um there was like a line i forget the line though i didn't say it so i don't remember it um and then we ended up doing like this like witchy cult movie so i'm like this cult leader uh, okay. in the film it, it 
what day is it today? Today's Sunday? On Wednesday, it'll be at the Rio, if anyone wants to go watch it. And that's when this comes out. Okay, perfect. So if you're watching this, go to the Rio. There you go. I'm uh, so excited. Yeah. Yeah, it was just fun. I really love being able to to act with like a no pressure mm-hmm. scenario. Are You're not saying Ron and Gun is no pressure, are you? <laughs> because you have one day to film everything. I like it because I like being able to use like short films and stuff like that as an opportunity to try out things on set that I can't do in a paid situation like I learned my lines as we were filming it and I really wanted to challenge myself with that and not being able to like prep and see how good my memory can be and like look at it and then film it kind of stuff and I would never do that on a professional set but I was like I can do try this here and see if I can do it and I was able to do it and I was really proud of myself oh wow yeah Yeah, I think about that too sometimes because I mean with series regular no sorry with tv it's Mm -hmm. it's more fast-paced anyway so you Mm -hmm. have to kind of know your Mm -hmm. lines better and you know lots of the time people are like they might throw you a new script and you just have to be ready Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, oh, my God, like, I need to keep up on my memorizing mm-hmm. skills. Uh, and run again is good practice for that. Were they word perfect, though? I think I was mostly I I try not to put that kind of pressure on myself mm-hmm. like I'm like if I can get the idea out then I'm solid but I think I was pretty pretty word perfect there you go. Uh, yeah there you go. yeah but I, it's like when we were filming school spirits they rewrote almost the entirety of episode four the night before we filmed it and I got the script and I was like oh my god and mm-hmm. I remember going that day and like going into blocking and being like I have no idea how this scene goes and that was a big wake-up call for me and I was like I need to get my memory faster and better so that I'm not in this situation again and obviously I got through the scene and I watched the scene on on tv and I'm like oh it, it does, it's not as bad as I thought it was when I was filming it okay how was it watching it back when you're watching yourself there's a sense of I guess judgment or just critiquing so how was it for you watching it were you critiquing yourself or were you watching it as like she's a character mm-hmm. I try not to critique myself because it's like it's done yeah there I can't go back and change anything so I try not to to nitpick my work and there's so many other factors that go into the final edit mm-hmm. too that isn't is so beyond my control um but I didn't see the first episode till we were at the premiere So I didn't get us to watch it ahead of time. So I'm like sitting in this theater in Hollywood watching it for the first time. And that was like the coolest experience ever. Tell me about the experience. So when I got the invite from Paramount, they were like, it's just like a little screening. It's just like a little thing. And I didn't really know what to expect. So I like went down to LA for like literally the first time ever. And I was with my mom and I bought my dress. Like everyone had stylists, but I like bought my dress at like Nordstrom's like the hour before the premiere. Like I flew in the day of the premiere. Oh, wow. And then I get there, there's like red carpet and and all like the cameras and stuff. And I was like, oh my God. And then uh, everyone was there already, the cast. So they opened me with, uh, welcomed me with open arms. And it was just like such a great experience to get to have to watch my work in Hollywood, like that was, I cannot wrap my head around that at all. Oh, that's and crazy. That's so exciting for yeah. you. And I got to meet a lot of people at Paramount that I didn't know. And they're like, I stare at your face all day. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Cool. I'm so sorry. But it was, yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. It was, I am hungry for that experience again, for sure. Oh, yeah. That's so exciting. And, and I love a good red carpet and outfit and the whole 
that I love LA. Mm-hmm. That just all sounds so mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so since it was it was super fast paced, and I I did notice that because I was like, I feel like I just auditioned, mm-hmm. and it's out already. Mm-hmm. Even though it is so fast paced and work wise, you're busy. How was it kind of building those friendships with the cast? Did it feel like you didn't have enough time to get to know everyone? Did you guys hang out outside of work? What was that kind of like? Yeah, I mean, everyone was just so friendly right off the top. And, you know, me not being a regular, they just, they treated me like I was. And sometimes on on shows, it's not like that. Um, and we did. We went to, did karaoke one night at Preve, and we got like a karaoke room, and we all just like sang our hearts out. And it was like so much fun. What was your song? Oh, we just queued them up for oh, like okay. hours and hours. Like we just, and we were all singing at the same time, and that was like so much fun. But just on set, like the vibes were always just so positive and so good. And yeah, like I, I was like like that like we were all best friends like immediately and I remember my first day I had we were filming I worked on the first day of filming Mm. so we filmed the 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 hallway scene with Dawn on the lockers um and I met I met Nick first he was the first person I met Mm. and then I was in hair and makeup and I met Peyton and then I met um Spencer and those were like and then it was like immediate like we were all just so excited to be there and I, I'm really glad that I got to be there like right at the beginning too because I really solidified those friendships right off the top. That's so exciting because yeah it, it really is I feel like it's a scary thing because you hear stories all the time where mm-hmm. casts start love each other or they hate each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like shows are better when the cast likes each other when they're mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. I think you can sense when they're not friendly with each other on camera because Mm -hmm. there is some sort of weird tension. Uh, Let's play a game. Okay. Who said it? Okay. Oh, no. We're going to start with School Spirits and then we're going to go into College Girls. Okay. So School Spirits, the first line. There could be a completely logical, non-murderous explanation for this. Who said that? I feel like we all have had murderous ideas you kind of all have who was it was it charlie who said that no it was simon oh yeah (laughs) i love that line so much okay i also like this one i'm thirsty my slushie's melting and i'm hearing you call your son a loser oh that's claire that's claire (laughs) this one's hard because it's so short but let's see if you can do it you need meds I tried to make these a little bit more challenging because I don't like super easy. I feel like that's got to be a ghost. Is it a ghost? No. Okay, so it's not a ghost. You need meds. Um, Nicole? Yes, it is Nicole. Okay, well, one time I saw Mr. Anderson misspell fundraiser on a booster. Oh, that's, I know this is. This is Wally. Yes, it's Wally. We love him. Okay, the next one. Maybe you should let the people in charge do their job. They'll figure out what happened to Maddie. It's one of the living students. No, it's it's Mr. Anderson. Is it Mr. Anderson? It is Mr. Anderson. Good job. Okay, next one. Maybe it's the back of her skull. Oh, that's Charlie. Mm-mm. No, it's Rhonda. Yes. It's Rhonda about me. It's Rhonda about you. <laughs> You mean like him with a, you mean like him with a murder weapon 
or your dead body. I think that was me. It was you. <laughs> it was done. And the last one for school spirits. Why am I a bandit and not a devil? Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was hard. That was really hard. Was it? But you got most of them right. I feel like I would have no idea. Okay. College girls. It okay. repeats. Uh, so there's six, but it repeats the three main girls twice. Okay. Um, I was faking it. Not the only thing I fake. Oh, that's Skylar. Yes. That's totally Skylar. So that one. That was episode one. <laughs> love that episode. I think you said it in a box or something. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. You guys are making me feel like really single right now. Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're women here. Oh, sorry. Guys, we're women. We figure out. I'm butchering <laughs> this. Jesus, it's such a good line. Guys, we're women. We can figure out what nuts are. That's me. It was Skylar. That's Skylar said that. Yeah. I think Skylar had some of the best lines for sure. <laughs> oh, he texted you. What did he say? Maddie. Uh-uh. Emily? Mm-hmm. Who did she say that about? She said that to Maddie. Oh, about the landlord. I don't think it was about the landlord. I think I think it was the episode that you were inside on the couch doing the acting scene. Oh, and she gets the job. Oh, no, no, Andrew, Andrew. It was the Andrew. Was his name Andrew? Oh, I don't God, remember I his know. name, but it, they were outside on the porch. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, Emily had a crush on a guy and then Maddie started talking to him him. oh yeah yeah it's all coming back to me now uh okay and then oh my god these moments of truth are life-saving Emily yes the last one I literally googled butt implants yesterday oh that's Maddie that was so Maddie yeah yes they're they're all three very distinct characters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was so good and I think that's why it made it so funny do you have any episode or moment or scene that was your favorite oh I loved it when I had to kiss the her gay scene partner like that is just so funny and then she's like struggling and the boyfriend's there like eating popcorn oh that's like my favorite episode for sure really yeah it it was a good episode (laughs) I was wondering if it was awkward at all because you guys did have to lean in many times and then like get interrupted by something or be like no no I can't do this and then finally at the end the two girls peeping in you got the moment you got the moment yeah I mean it wasn't it wasn't awkward because me and Jason are friends and um and Connor was a friend of mine too so all three of us yeah we just had like a lot of fun doing that and uh Jason works a lot in like YA shows too now so we always run into people that like know each other and I always go yeah I kissed Jason on a show once so funny I love that um okay shall we do some tarot card reading yes oh my god all right so I have like my tarot cards so exciting and I have my angel cards and they're kind of different than tarot but I am falling off the chair but we're back back on so we'll do I'll read your tarot I'll pull a card for you cool I'm so excited so it's like, these are the cards. See, I, I'm like witchy, like Dawn. And I like, I don't think they had any idea that I was like a witch too. So maybe you just gave the sense I give of witch the vibes. Give maybe witch in your vibes. slate, yeah. like you wrote at the bottom. I am a witch, so it works out. <laughs> I will put a hex on you. I didn't even know Dawn was like a witch. And then we're like doing a seance. And I was like, why do I like do this in my real life? <laughs> okay. That's so fun. Anyways, okay. Let's see what kind of messages... Why am I nervous? I'm so nervous. 
come through. Oh, there's oh, one. So what? you just oh, oh, they're coming through. This is how I like to do it: is like let the the cards choose themselves. Okay, so we'll do three the, for the people listening. She's shuffling cards, and some of them are falling, and the ones falling are my fate, or destiny, or message. So like the thing about tarot cards is that they don't. They don't like tell you, oh, you're going to die or like they can't predict the future because free will still exists. But it's just like guidance from the divine on decision making. That's how I see it. Exciting. So I got you some really good cards here. So we got the chariot. Okay. We've got the wheel of fortune. Okay. And we have the two of swords. So I have a book here and it kind of explains each card. And I like to read out of the book. So it's like true. You know, instead of like just vibing and like making it up, I guess. I like to just honestly read exactly what these cards mean. Okay. So you can't go wrong. There's no discrepancy here. Okay. And I actually, I really do believe in all of this stuff. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> someone who doesn't believe. So I'll let you hold that one. Then we'll do the chariot first. Okay. Is struggle and tension. So it's about uh, a state of struggle eventually resulting in triumph. The struggle is essential to reach a higher state, but once the higher state is reached, another challenge is likely to appear, and so the cycle repeats. Mm. It is only through struggle that we can grow and change. The different colored horses represent the different problems that coexist within us, and we must all face if we are to keep our conflicting feelings and thoughts in balance. Okay. If this card appears in a reading, you might feel that you are having to face difficulty of feeling one thing, yet logically that you... Um, should be feeling something else how do you manage this contradiction and how do you decide which thought or feeling to follow can you compromise as the charioteer is attempting to do by encouraging both horses to give way a little and join in the middle path the appearance of the chariot indicates that the time is ripe for the conflicting and possibly even aggressive forces within you to be recognized and processed so the progress can be made So it's just about like you're faced with the decision and making the decision and there's no right or wrong decision to make, Mm. but it's about figuring out which one, right? Or to move them both to the middle. Hmm. I like that. And that can apply in multiple different things for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. Next one. Wheel of Fortune. This sounds exciting. This is a good one. It is Changes in Fortune. The Wheel of Fortune reminds us that we both have control and no control over our lives. We have control in what we can choose between various paths and actions to take. Mm-hmm. Um, we live our lives threading the cautious line between fate and free will. And it's possible that it seems random and fated to be part of a pattern. Um, when the Wheel of Fortune appears in a reading, it means that the circumstances are changing. And it heralds a new phase in life, reflecting either an upward or downward turn of the wheel. And the wise man is one who accepts the downturns with grace because he knows the wheel will turn up again and will rise in fullness of time. Interesting. Very Um, interesting. They go together quite nicely, these two mm -hmm. already. Yeah, it feels like it's just like a change of fortune, you know. Something's going to occur, a choice is going to be made, and it's going to change change the fortune yeah excited for that change (laughs) change okay and then the last one is the two of swords okay i don't know at all what this could mean it is tension and anxiety okay (laughs) okay we're getting deep in here (laughs) um the two is the number of opposites Mm. 
which must be held in balance. All of these cards are about balance. I need more balance. No, I need less balance <laughs> in my life. I think that might be what it's mm. telling me. Okay. And in the suit of swords, which represents challenges life presents with us, this card speaks of a desire to be shielded from difficult decisions. Mm. It may be the seeker is in a situation that is full of conflict, yet wishes to ignore the strife and perhaps hoping that it is, if it's not acknowledged, the difficulties will go away. Mm. It is clear from the image that much effort is being put into keeping troublesome facts of the matter out of view. Oh my God. Um, however, um, there is so much tension in this image. It is also clear that trying to hide from reality cannot go on indefinitely either. Mm. If this card appears in a reading, try to understand what the conflict is about. If the situation can be opened out and the fear honestly faced, something can be done to resolve the issue. What is unacknowledged cannot be changed. Interesting. No, because like, I know 100% what that's talking about. And today, so there, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. These guys know. But um, I have like problems with people in my family and mm. today I had to see one of them to come mm. when they came to pick up their kids mm -hmm. and it was so awkward mm. and like there's so much tension between us because um, like I've tried to express like it's just our relationship is not good mm -hmm. and so I think it's on purpose mm. that this card happened because those feelings are always happening for me, but also on the day that I saw, saw them. them. Wow. But no, I lied. It's not that I need more, less balance in my life. I actually do need more balance in my life. I need less, um, like I'm trying to go out more. I'm trying to not be as much as a loner as I am. I want more friends. I want to do more fun things. I'm missing that part. So there is that. There is a balance there mm -hmm. that I'm trying to get for. Mm -hmm. These cards are, they they got me. They're going to make me think. Yeah, they just make you think. That's what they're supposed to do, right? It's just make you yeah. think about things. So okay. that's the tarot. And then we'll pull an angel because angels are always nice. Yeah. Because sometimes the tarot could be like a read and you're like, thanks. I needed it. <laughs> that's good. I'm so excited. So I like to oh, pull they're hearts. They're hearts. They're just like good messages from like guardian angels, oh, divine, divine entities that are like positive. Have so. you always been into this world? Um, I didn't really get into it till probably like 2019. And then I really like, I really like doing that. I grew up, I went to Catholic school growing up and I felt like I never really connected with that way, but I always... I believe in like a divine and I believe like whatever way you see the divine is up to you, right? And it's all it's all the same thing, but your method is 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 your own and I just believe like this is my way of like communicating with with the divine and it's like prayer in a way yeah. or you know, whatever and I like going like especially when I'm like upset mm -hmm. <laughs> pulling something and being like what what do I do? What do I do? And I always find a lot of like comfort in in getting a message mm -hmm. from yeah. from spirit. Yeah. I grew up Catholic as well, and I, same thing, I didn't ever really feel like that was for me or my lifestyle. I've, I've always, and you know, this might bite me in the butt one day, but I've said it a couple times, like I feel like sometimes religion can be like a cult mm -hmm. uh, when it's taken too far, and I just never really loved that for me, but I love the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. I really gravitate towards that, and yeah, like, um... 
Spirit, I'm more spiritual. Oh my gosh, you had a lot of M messages just came out here. We're gonna go again. <laughs> the world is like, she needs to know a lot. Half the deck just fell out. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah, they. Hey, yeah, spirituality is much more where I like to be and. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. I like to journal and all of that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's, yeah, journaling, journaling is more for me, but I feel like it helps me be more spiritual. Mm -hmm. Okay, we yeah. got a card. Okay, we got one. Invitation. Ooh. We, your guardian angels, ask you to invite us into your heart. Talk to us anytime. Share with us your fears and concerns, as well as your joys and pleasures. There is no need to be formal, as we've known you since before the dawn of time. Dawn. <laughs> In fact, we know you better than you know yourself, and we love you just as you are. Aww, that's how what the sweet. Angel said. Well, thank you for the invitation. <laughs> that's. I feel like that's a good first card, mm -hmm. an invitation mm -hmm. card. I definitely like sometimes pull these yeah. when I'm like upset, and I'm like, am I going to get this part? Am I ever going to be yeah. an actor? And then I'll pull like the card that's like, like just like a, a blank one, like a mm -hmm. fake one, and I th I see it as my angels going like, shut up. Like, oh, okay. uh -uh. Don't like, don't be doing this. <laughs> yeah, they're like enough. <laughs> enough. We've been through this. A bunch trust of us. Times. Yes, just trust. All right. Well, since we just pulled, oh my god, that I I was gonna say since we just pulled things out, that sounds so. Weird. <laughs> I have a jar of questions. Okay. You can pick one, and this is how I I well, you're the first person to do this, but I figure what a fun way to end off with guests to pull out a random question. Okay. Um. Do I just like put my hand? In? Yeah. Or you can even pull this little thing. Okay. Let me do this one. Okay. There might be one question that's a repeat from here, and if you get that one, we'll just draw again. Okay. What would you name the autobiography of your life? See, but you don't even read. <laughs> Well, I well, guess I, you do. You read, you read fiction. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of have an answer to this. Okay. So I am developing a TV series about my life. Um, I used to be like a princess at kids' birthday parties for a long time. And it's, it's, a, it's a comedy show about that. And it's called Bippity Boppity Bitch. <gasps> and I feel oh my like God, that my autobiography that. would also be called Bippity Boppity Bitch. <laughs> I love that so much. That's such a good... That's such a good, catchy um, name. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, before we let you go, what are your social medias? Any future projects? Where can people find you? What can people expect? Mm -hmm. um, you can follow me. All, I think all of my handles are just Rayanne Boone. I'm the only Rayanne Boone in the world, so I'm pretty easy Why? to find. <laughs> um, yeah, follow me on there. Um, upcoming for me. Undetermined immediately, but we'll be going into production for season two of School Spirits uh, in 2024. So we'll see. So I don't know. Up. Yeah, I don't know what what the future holds for Dawn, but we'll see. I think she'll be in it. <laughs> I think Dawn will be in it a lot. And let's hope that you actually get bumped to series regular. That would be like, I would snot ugly cry if if that happened so i can see it happening thank you so much for coming thanks for on. having me it was so much fun thank you bye <laughs>